Shri Gaudi Vaishnava Guru Paramparagi Jai Shri Ram Nomi Ki Jai Old Preman So gathered on the evening of the Ram Nomi, the appearance of Ram Chandra <coughs> and um, say a few a few words, speak a few words about the significance of the appearance of Ram and in practical terms, the the advent of Ram in a form that it uh, becomes such that we can be acquainted with it has its origins in in Ram Nam and or the holy name of Ram, and that in terms of how. Ram Nam chooses to distribute himself. It's uh, mentioned by Sri Jiva Goswami in his Bhakti Sandarbha that while it's true that Krishna Nam, Ram Nam, the holy name uh, of Bhagwan, is non different from him and therefore not dependent upon anything other than itself, in order to reveal itself, and thereby the argument is given to emphasize this point, emphasize the point that the name of the Lord, Lord and the Lord are one and the same. It is mentioned that that the name is not dependent upon diksha, upon initiation, and the implication is that the standard... Um, Purushcharja, purificatory, purificatory activities, and so forth that generally accompany uh, such procedures. <clears throat> it's the purest of the pure. Nonetheless, he makes the point that 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 more or less he says that the Lord reveals Himself in the way in which He chooses, and so He chooses to reveal Himself through the Guru Parampara, through sadhus and so forth, and therefore we should receive the name with the blessings of a sadhu and chant under his or her uh, guidance. So it is with uh, Ram Nam and the expert guidance of Guru Parampara in the, fame, in, the, in the form, in this case, of the famous uh, Narada, who is... Um, so prominent in the Bhagwat literature. Indeed, he compiled the Narada Bhakti Sutras, which was a kind of a precursor to the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Indeed, the the um, key verse of Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu from which the whole book unfolds, Anyabhilashita shunyam gyan karmadi anabhitam anukulena krishnanushilam bhakti rutama has its uh, origins in the Nard, uh, Nard's Nard Bhakti Sutra or Nard Pancharatra, I'm not sure, but anyway, the work of, of Nard, where he says, Sarvo Padi Vaniyamuktam Tatparat Vena Nirmalam Vishikena Rishikesha Sevanam Bhakti Rutana. So, we owe great tribute to Nard. Nard inspired Vyas. And pushed him in such a way that uh, the Bhagwat, as we know it, became manifest. And so it 
true, so it is true also with regard to the leelas of Ram, which are all found in his name, of course. The guna, the, the rupa, the guna, the leela of Bhagavan are all found in the name. What's in a name, as I've often said, which is a common saying. So much is in a name. <clears throat> and we can apprehend um, the whole person hmm, by the name. Now there are some bombers that they're looking for in the Boston bombers. If they had their name, they could capture them. Photos, not enough. Hmm. <laughs> the name, would, would, and they can uh, chase him out. Hmm. So, uh, so the tale is told of, which is really a nam mohima, glory of the name, and the efficacy of the name, in uh, in Nard's meeting with a hunter, hunter no meeting excuse me meeting with a with a dacoit really, although he was I forget his previous name but he was born in a, actually a good family, and this is one of the lessons of course that that doesn't secure <laughs> one's position. Um, he fell from uh, good good parentage which should beget good behavior and so on and so forth and found himself um, engaged in uh, heinous activities and that for the support of his family. And upon meeting Nard, Nard raised the question to him that there's a consequence for your robberies and and, uh, murders and so forth by which you're gathering um, a bounty to um, satisfy your, your family. Uh, so you should ask them if they're willing to share the consequences that goes with the with the bounty in terms of how you're acquiring it. And so he went back and, and said, he said, "Surely they love me. <laughs> they will. Uh, they will. They will be more than happy to share whatever the consequences are." Of course, they they told him, "Just get back out there and bring some loot." Uh, so to speak, they weren't weren't willing, and it was a real shocker for him. Real wake-up call. You never know who you're living with, hmm? and sometimes it takes the these, these cutting words of a sadhu to open our eyes to something that's right before us that we could not see. We didn't see otherwise. Hmm? So suddenly saw that uh, that uh, his family and friends were not only, as the Bhagavatam says. Atmasainyeshu asatsupi tesham pramatanidhanam pashanapinapashati that they were not only fallible soldiers, this is how Sukadev opens the Bhagavatam in the second canto when he's introduced and begins to speak to the Raj. He says, Atmasainyeshu asatsupi. We surround ourselves by family members and so forth. These are fallible soldiers. It's an army hmm, that's fallible. It uh, cannot protect us, ultimately. I've often uh, taken it a step further and called them mutinous. Uh, so not only are they fallible, but they, they may turn into your, your, your enemy for that matter if they're not already. If they're not interested in your spiritual interest and holding you back from that, then <clears throat> they should be abandoned. This is the idea. So, with a little bit of sambandagyan, hmm, 
uh, his 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 interest was piqued, and Nara took the teachable moment, the opportunity that he had created, and told him to chant Ram Nam. Hmm? And the story goes that he, of course, he tried to utter the holy name of Ram, but it, it was difficult for him because he was so preoccupied with uh, unholy activities. And particularly, he was a murderer, so he was preoccupied with death. So Nara, very creatively, as is the task of the Acharya, to find the novel, in, in Prabhupada's terms, ways and means to engage the materially conditioned soul in the service of, of Bhagwan. <clears throat> creatively, Nara told him then, chant Mara, Mara, which means death. And there's, there's two, 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 uh, two points here. Of course, uh, one point is that by meditating on death and the, uh, the, 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 um, the fact that we all must meet with that, this is very... That's, that's very profound. That's a, a very powerful uh, negative impetus that um, for moving in in a in a spiritual direction. Because there's no way to solve the death problem. Hmm? There's no way to solve the biological death problem. There are some theories of freezing the bodies and so on and so forth, but and increasing longevity. But so far, the death rate is still 100 percent. So. We haven't gotten uh, anywhere with such efforts. And so, if there's any hope, and, and of course, the Bhagavad literatures, they give hope in this, in this connection. They emphasize the inevitability of the biological demise, but at the same time, the fact that we are not biological by nature. <laughs> so, the problem is a perceptual problem. One of misidentification with the biological um, cycle or growth or movement, evolution, if you want to call it. Hmm? We're living on a parallel, running along with that, but we're 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 not uh, part of it, so to speak. We're part of it. We set it in motion, and so on and so forth. But we're altogether different from it. So we're not biological. So, so this is a revolutionary idea and um, along with it comes a practice to uh, realize and experience the non-biological nature of the self and arguably solve the death problem. Hmm? So the preoccupation with death, which Nard more or less recommended in a healthy way, um, served, can serve as negative impetus. Hmm? And uh, you know, he spoke about the implications of death, of killing others, and and you will have to die, and and what you've done will will follow you, and so on and so forth. An extended idea of the problems of uh, the biological uh, demise, um, and your relatives can't be with you, and so on and so forth. And along with that, then the idea that by chanting Mara hmm, repeatedly. In a in a meditative sense, in a in, in japa mara mara mara, it, it it's the same syllables mara 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 mara, rama rama. It's the same. And if you chant it, mara turns into rama, and, and so forth. So, the positive impetus on the other side, that uh, death 
and the life, if you will, of Nam in, in the context of the Leela that's inside the Nam, they, they go together. So the Bhagavatam, for example, another the most important Bhagavad literature for us, is centered on death. Hmm? In one sense, the book's all about death. And then, in another sense, it's all about life in the Leela. You're going to say it's all about death, and someone said, well, no, it's all about the tenth canto, the Gopi, Gopi Leela. But the context in which that comes up as a solution to the biological death, which is the subject, has to be of the, of the text. The, the storyline of the text has to be um, considered. So the storyline of the text again, of course, is Raj Parikshit is going to die, hmm? and so he wonders what to do at the time of death. How to solve solve the biological death problem? And the answer is uh, be a gopi <laughs> in, in the Bhagavatam, something like that. <laughs> give give a death to your to your ego, which they did, of course, foregoing all other concerns and listening to the flute sound of Krishna, which is the diksha, hmm? initiation into the mantra, following this, that call, and regardless of whether anyone else is coming or anyone else is called, for that matter, and, and regardless of whatever else is calling upon you. And so they give a death to their, their ego and in doing so, they, they, they disconnect themselves from the identification with biological death and the appearance of suffering and so forth that accompanies it. And far beyond that, of course, they have an extraordinary life in the Leela. So Nard expertly uh, engaged the, uh, the killer, the murderer, and, uh, in this way and... and uh, and after some time of traveling, as he's known to do, he returned to, this, to the place where he had initiated his disciple, and he found only an anthill. Hmm? But he heard the sound, Rama, 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 Rama. And so um, he uncovered him, and there was who became Valmiki. Valmiki means anthill. Hmm? So... <laughs> The Valmiki uh, and 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 the purification from Ram Nam that um, he experienced, of course, gave rise with gave rise with a little further sambanda, a little further instruction from Narada to the to the Ramayana, hmm? and uh, and so it is then in the Ramayana that we find the birth of Ram in the purified mind, uh, imagination of Valmiki hmm? under the direction of Narada. What kind of imagination is that? You see, from Nam, the Bhava, hmm? Sutta Sattva, hmm? Mahaprabhu taught us, of course, Nam, Nama, Kari, Bahuda, Nijasarbhashaktis. There are many names of the Lord. We're interested in the ones that are filled with His Shakti. Hmm? That means the Swarup Shakti. That bhakti is made of swarup shakti, and bhava hmm, is the combination of the ladini and the samvit, hmm, and the, that ingress into the jiva uh, takes over the mind, takes over the senses. In that mind, hmm, books like the Bhagavat 
arise in the imagination of Vyas, if you will, in the imagination of Valmiki. And they are fantastic stories, no, no doubt, from our sensual, mental, and intellectual perspective. Um, but but um, our mental and intellectual perspective is a bit fantastic, a bit of a fantasy also as to what is the nature of being and so on and so forth. Um, and so the deep, of course, philosophical insights in the stories, and the stories are a world unto themselves that transcends time and space that, that appear in the hearts of great devotees, that they're present in the name. Hmm? And, and so forth. this is the reality, of course, that we want to live in. And Ramayana, the Vamiki Ramayana, and other texts um, by later sadhus, also meditate on the Ramayana, like we have Chaitanya Bhagavat, Chaitanya Charitamrita, Chaitanya Mongol, Chaitanya Chandraya Nathaka, uh, and so forth. A number of, um, they're not really biographies, they're spiritual biographies. They're, they're, uh, they have a technical, Hagar, Hagar for biography, but there's an academic term. There's something more than that. They're, they're the Samadhi Bhasha, to use a term that's used in relation to the Bhagavatam, the translanguage of such um, Bhagavatas, such devotees. And, um, and so there are a number of, of, of them with regard to um, uh, Ramlila as, as, uh, as well. And, but Bhamika Ramayana, I guess we, we say, is the, the original. And this is its, has its origins, as I say, in Ram Nam. So Ram's appearance, the Ram Nomi, the ninth day of the um, waxing moon, um, so nine and six is 15 and six days, they'll be the poor name. Something like that. Uh, yeah, about that. Uh, the, uh, this um, uh, up, I say, appearance of Ram is... The teaching is in the name. Hmm? What's in the name? So there's a special name. And, of course, Ram name, etymologically, Ram means delight, pleasure. Hmm? Speaks of a spiritual pleasure. It can also connote uh, a, a romantic pleasure, and from that we we uh, uh, speak of Krishna as Ramana, Radha Ramana, um, Ram Rami. Rami also means is, a, is another name for the for Ratri, night. So Ram Chandra, he's sometimes called. In this context, it means who's the light, the full light of the of the dark night, as the night is dark and the full moon. Um, illuminates it. Hmm? So, this Dasarathi Ram, the son of Dasarath, is sometimes often called Ram Chandra, although he's not born on the full moon. Hmm? He's uh, full, like the moon, in terms of illuminating the darkness of the world in his story, hmm? if you will, the Ramayana, the journey of Ram, which is what it means literally, is a journey from darkness to light really, and the battle of of, 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 of of darkness and light and light light prevails. Light prevails, of course, um, but the story, very interestingly and, and wonderfully, is in one sense extremely realistic. We might find that to be a bit shocking to hear at first when it speaks of chariots 
flying through the sky and and uh, all kinds of ten-headed people like the the uh, famous character Ravana and so forth but what I mean by it's being very realistic is that it 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 um, it's not like the movies that end happily ever after materially speaking hmm? it makes clear that material life is 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 not a happy ending ever after and it portrays uh, material life and above that a dutiful spiritual religious dharmic life if you will that 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 seeks to help us uh, navigate the course of human life successfully in a way that that leads ultimately to as I said earlier the transcendence of the biological uh, death and so you find in Ram in Ramayana that you know that it's full of um, disappointments where you would have thought Sita and Ram would live happily ever after Sita it's bad enough that Ram is banished from the kingdom and, and, and that's a heartbreaker but then the intrigue of the forest and so forth and Sita's kidnapped goodness and of course then you expect everything he's going to she's going to be saved and she is and they're going to live happily ever after and instead she's banished to the forest <laughs> and uh, Lakshman is also banished to the forest in Ramayana in, in the end the, the dear most next to Sita the dear most Muslim uh, uh, buddy the younger brother of of Ram uh, so it's it full of it's realistic in a sense you know the, you, you kind of know the hero I sometimes you see a move when you think why don't that why doesn't that guy just die here <laughs> you know that would be more real I, I like the movies that are realistic that trying to portray realistic life and 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 so forth um, um, but they they never do it quite well they often don't do it quite enough and the good guys do prevail and why doesn't that guy just die here <laughs> or the, or or what about all the people that die in the course of the good guy winning you know and just kills this guy here and this guy just non incidental people you know the taxi driver takes his taxi crashes it for him you know and those people never hear we never hear about them kind of anyway <laughs> that's uh, hollywood but um but in this sense the remind is it's much more realistic materially speaking it's full of things that more likely might you know, might happen. It, it's what the world's really, it's full of what the world's really like, full of disappointments. And uh, and it doesn't just end, materially speaking, happily ever after. Although Ram, Ram makes a conquest and he, he he succeeds and so forth. And in uh, in Dharma still, even in his own kingdom, you know, they, they, they are questioning him afterwards. And so the banishment of Sita and all. So, so uh, in this sense, it's very, uh, very realistic. Hmm? And um, and uh, and it's and, and and at the same time, Ram is a character that's that's very unrealistic, in that he's super um, human. I mean, he's superhuman. He is a worldly person, a king. He is a politician, a warrior. In the Gita, Krishna says, "Shastra, Shastra, Shastra Vritam." Mm. Rama Shastram Britam Aham of wielders of weapons uh, I am Ram hmm? so 
he was a great uh, a, a warrior, a statesman, a politician. This is a person that's in touch with all types of temptations. You have the sages who are saintly, but they're living in an ashram, typically, as you find them in Ramayana and the other Bhagavad texts and so forth, away from the world. Sannyasins, rishis, who take precautions to be, that they might, excuse me, might be above the world, not succumb to its influences and so forth. But Ram is a superhuman in that he's fully involved in the world of romance, intrigue, politics, and all the, all the, the corruption and possibilities that, that go with that. And he remains above the fray in a way that, uh, that no politician could possibly, uh, you know, um, do. Hmm? And, and therefore the term Ram Raja, you know, the kingdom of Ram, this is what we want on earth. And India's, uh, Hindu, you know, party is pining for such a thing that is really, they didn't read the Ramayana well enough. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Ram's role in the world, as good as he is, he's just too good. And the, the, and so the teaching, if you study it carefully, is you have to go beyond the world. Mm-hmm. Follow the Ram in that way and enter into the, to the Ram Leela, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's he's the he's the Mariada Purusha. Krishna's Krishna's Lila Purushottam. Ram is Mariada Purushottam. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Prem Purushottam. Purushottam means Uttam means the best, uh, and Purusha means person. So the person that Lila Purushottam, the person of the, the the best person with regard to Lila, that is Krishna, full of charm and beauty and Rasaraj. He's called hmm? all types of love. He's, he's he's tasting and relishing and so forth. Um, Ram, on the other hand, is the Mariada Purusha. I've said before, Purushottam. That Balaram is the Mariada Purusha in Krishna's life, hmm? as his older brother watching out for him, make sure he does the right thing. You see, uh, as as uh, much as possible. It's hard with Krishna. Uh, but this is the role, of course, that he has as the elder brother. It comes out more as we head to Matura and the Dwarkalila, hmm? um, where he was expressed, for example, I think some some disappointment uh, um, s- uh, about the the uh, the the, um, the uh, trickery of Krishna with, with the killing of Jarasand and advising was a Bhima, as he did. Um, uh, Krishna's kind of like looking for the loopholes <laughs> in the Dharmic law and finding in, in, in this kind of person. And Balaram is a little more straight, straightforward. He left on that account, wouldn't participate in the Kurukshetra war. I showed so. So he, he's the Mariada Purusha of, of Krishna's life, as he should be, the older brother. Hmm. Of course, he appears in the Ramlila as Lakshman, as the younger brother. We have to come to that. That's a that's a that's a problem, hmm. uh, but Ram is the is the Mariyata Purush Uttam, hmm? more than Balaram. He is Krishna, showing the ideal of dharmic adherence, dutiful adherence to the uh, standards of 
of Shastra and, and, and so forth. And, and as I say, in a measure, in a, in, a, in a way, to an extent that if you study, you, you know, he must, must be God. Nobody could do this. Nobody could act like this. So much, whatever, whatever the material cost uh, is for acting according to Dharma, he never hesitates to pay the cost. Hmm. Never for a moment. Indeed, others around him were forced and intimidated by his dharmic nature to do the same. I mean, his father was really forced by Ram to uphold his own promise. Ram wouldn't have it any other way, and uh, and he had to be banished from the kingdom. And starts, you know, in a in a in a big way like this, and goes on throughout. So uh, superhuman, hmm? the superhuman human is. Is 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 Ram? Uh, Krishna is different. Krishna is 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 more human than Ram, and so he's falling in love and he's cheating a little bit here and there, and uh, like I say, trying to find the loopholes and so forth. Ram's not like that. He's not real <laughs> from a human perspective. He must be God. Must be transcendental. Hmm? So. Um, <clears throat> So his his story in Ramayana is very, very realistic, and he's very un, un unrealistic. Obviously, um, um, kind of of an otherworldly power and and uh, and stature. <clears throat> and um, he he appeared in the world, of course, with four brothers. This is another appearance of the famous Chaturvyuha, the fourfold um, kind of formation. Begins in Krishna Lila with Vasudev Krishna, Sankarshan, Balaram for Lila in Mathura and Dwarka, and Krishna's son, principal son from Rukmini, uh, Pradyumna, and the grandson Aniruddha, and then it expands to to the uh, Baikuntam, hmm? and then there's threefold expansion as the Purusha avatars in the world, the Mahavishnu, the Garbhadaksha Vishnu, Shiradaksha Vishnu, and so forth. And, and this is another appearance of, in the Ram Lila, in Ayodhya, from three queens of uh, Maharaj Dasarath, the father of Ram. Ram's father's story is similar to that of Krishna's father, hmm? uh, Nanda Maharaj. Nanda Maharaj and Jashoda Mai were the Cowherd king and queen hmm, of the Brajlila, the rightful heir to the throne of um, Maharaj Parjanya, hmm, the uh, grandfather of Krishna, was Upananda, the eldest son, but on the day of his coronation, he passed the crown to Nanda, the middle son, and said, I am only an Upananda, a small Nanda. Nanda means, of course, Nanda is the verbal root for, for Ananda, for bliss. All of Nanda Maharaj's sons, uh, all of Prajanya's sons are some kind of Nanda, Sunanda, Upananda, Nanda, Nandana, and so on. So, and Krishna's the son from the family of, of, of bliss. He is Ananda himself. Hmm? Uh, so, anyway, Nanda Maharaj, the king, his queen, Shodamai, everything was perfect in the kingdom of Braj, the kingdom of the cowherds. Everything was perfect except for one thing, and as time went on, it loomed larger and larger and larger. And so the whispers started to circulate around the Braj. 
The king doesn't have a son. The king has no heir. The king has no son. What will we do? Hmm? And Nanda and Yashoda were concerned themselves. And, of course, they revealed their minds and hearts to one another. Nanda Maharaj said, The problem is, every time I think of conceiving, I get a vision of a son who's better than Narayan. And then I think, that's impossible. Hmm? So then I become despondent. And Yashoda Maharaj said, Same thing happens to me. Huh? And so, what to do? So they, they took a vow in the worship of Narayan for one year. They performed austerity and very became very, very sense-controlled to perform this difficult vrata hmm, with a view to have a son hmm, in the worship of Narayan. And certainly, sure enough, she became pregnant with Krishna and she couldn't control her senses anymore. She wanted pickles and ice cream and... and <laughs> Ladus and sweet rice and, and and so on and so forth. And Krishna was born. So as I say, there's some parallel because in the kingdom of Ayodhya, everything was fine, except that Dasarath didn't have a son. And so he approached the rishis and uh, it was an issue. Sanat Kumar issued a, a, a prediction and a blessing. He would have a son. And there was a yagya that he performed and the worship of Vishnu, and sure enough, of course, Ram was born from Kaushalya, and from Kaikeya he had Bharat, and from Sumitra, Sumitra, the twins, Lakshman and Shatrugna. These are the fourfold Chaturvyuha of, of, of Ram Lila, and together it's thought that they make up the entirety of the Mariada Purusha. So, different aspects of perfect behavior, dharma and one and so forth are found in in all of them. Of course, the most important of them to us is is Lakshman, hmm? who plays such an important role. It's so attached, so close to Ram of the three other brothers that upon the banishment of Ram from the kingdom, hmm, in order to uphold the promise of Dasarath, that his wife Kaikei um, um, asked for. She had a benediction uh, that she could ask for at any time. She asked for a benediction that her son Bharat become uh, the the king, and and that and that Ram become banished from the kingdom due to bad association. Hmm? See the power of that, even in Ram's family. Hmm. So that should be avoided. Um, but uh, Ram was banished, and uh, Lakshman wasn't, but he went with him anyway. So he, he took on self-banishment, if you will, and, and in every way assisted Sita and Ram in the um, uh, forest leela, arranging for their house kind of setting there in the forest, protecting them, um, and serving Sita and Ram hand and, and foot. And the more you hear about Lakshman and his attendance to Ram, the more you feel the presence of Balaram, the very, the very Ananta Seish, the very uh, the 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 Ananta Seish is the is the uh, devotee manifestation of Balaram serving Krishna in every way. Hmm? Um, there are some reversals here and there. Hmm? This is an interesting one, of course, in in the Ramlila, where the elder brother hmm, 
Balaram, as who has to say is the Mariada Purusha in Krishna's life, becomes the younger brother as the elder brother, becomes the younger brother of of Ram, who becomes who is the Mariada Purushottama, and it causes Balaram, uh, Lakshman so much grief hmm, that uh, um, and there was also in fact we heard this, this comparison in the um Chaitanya Bhagwat uh, recently, maybe even th- this morning, of how uh, there was a point, I guess, in the Ramayana where, where, where Ram was, sh- where maybe Bard was shot with an arrow and fell on the lap of Ram, and Ram protected. This is a reversal because normally Krishna lies in the lap of Anantasesh. Hmm? Similarly, Nagorli Lanityananda Prabhu <laughs> fell on the lap of. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as the, as the time was coming for the arrangement of the Vyasa Puja for Nityananda Prabhu. And of course, he, he will, you'll see as we read tomorrow, he turns the focus on Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. While Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is arranging for the Vyasa Puja on, Gaur, Guru, on Guru Purnima, Purnima in July, for, for Nityananda Prabhu, he'll turn it and offer the Guru Puja to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So anyway, the uh, Lakshman is very much... Uh, Serving in, in hand and foot in every way, huh? with and with some um, some resentment in a sense. Like I'm never going to take Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami says in Chaitanya Charitamrita, he took a vow: I will never take birth as a younger brother again. Mm-hmm. I tried it once, and that's never going to happen again. It's against my ego, so to speak. I had to do the bidding of Ram and very awkward it put me in very awkward situations that were very very painful. Hmm. So that's why it said of course that he came in next little as the elder brother. These things of course are going in a big circle here. <laughs> Which comes first, Ram or Krishna? Hmm. Um and probably most painful and one of the most important um incidents in the um Chait- in the Ramayan as highlighted by our uh Chaitanya Dev in um, his preaching exploits in, in in South India was the unfortunate, uh, as it would appear, circumstances that led to the kidnapping of Sita and uh, Ram Ravan, of course, had heard that uh, his entire army of Rakshasas was defeated by Ram, practically single-handedly, and so. Uh, he couldn't believe it. He wanted to go and kill him. And 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 the aides who had reported to him said, "Don't even think about it. Hmm? It's, it's not possible. You can't possibly defeat him." Um, but he was insistent, of course. And so some advice was given. Well, he's got this beautiful wife. If you could somehow steal his wife, that would probably dishearten him. Then he could be defeated. And so he went to Maricha, who uh, was a a kind of a mystic, hmm? all of whom are not necessarily sattvic or even uh, religious. They can be mystical in a, in a demonic sense, and and uh, there's very prominent, many prominent examples of that in the literature. So, Maricha was was such, and and he had some experience with Bharat and uh, with excuse me with uh, Lakshman and Ram. And so when Ravana presented his case, I want to steal the wife of Ram disheartened him and then destroy him. He said, forget it. I've already seen that Ram. He already, he already dealt with me and uh, uh, once and 
I was lucky to, you know, get away with my life, and uh, so I don't recommend it at all. He tried to give good advice to, to uh, uh, Ravana, and uh, Ravan backed off a little bit until, of course, he met with his sister, who had encountered Ram and Lakshman and had been defaced by Lakshman and embarrassed and so forth in her attempts to woo Ram. Um, this is... Uh, uh, which Ram did not, uh, of course, give give into, and and she became outraged at uh, at that, and uh, and so then she petitioned Ravana, "You got to do something about this," and got to his ego very much, and back to Maricha he went and said, "Either you know you're going to help me kill Ram, or I'm going to kill you. And said, this this is what you've got is your your choices." And so Maricha told him, "Well, you're going to be killed, but you know." Uh, it's better for me to be killed by Ram than Ram than by you. <laughs> Basically, that'll be more glorious. So, I'll I'll I'll, I'll take that route. And uh, so he followed Ravana's suggestion that by his mystic power he take the form of a golden deer and prance through the forest and attract Sita. And so he uh, adopted this form, and he and he was not an ordinary deer. I mean, he had like like a face that was black on one side. And Golden on the other, and um, and uh, behaving like a deer, but but more than a deer. And so Sita, uh, in her innocence, was very charmed by the deer. Called Ram, Lakshman, capture the deer, and we'll you know make him a pet, and and so forth. And Lakshman said, "I think that's a, probably a Rakshasha uh, in disguise." No, no, how can it be like that? And uh, and then the deer pranced off, and so Ram was. Um, Requested by Sita, and she went. Of course, to he went to to capture the deer, and the deer ran fast and far. Hmm. And um, and Ram realized when he couldn't catch the deer that it wasn't an ordinary deer, and so he the words of Lakshman that it was a Rakshasha in disguise rang true to him, and he he killed the Rakshasha, and then Maricha took his normal form. And as he was passing out, in a voice loud, with a volume only of a rakshasha, not a human, because he was at a distance, he called out, Lakshman, help! Sita, something like that, right? And uh, so Sita heard, and, and then she said, you've got to go and help, you know, save Ram. And he said, no, 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 this, this is a magical trick of the rakshashas. This is not something for us to be concerned about. And, but she then embarrassed him and said, oh, you want to be with me. And this is the kind of torturous, uh, you know, um, dealings that Lakshman had to tolerate. Um, it was said later, of course, when, when, when Sita was stolen by Robin, and they were flying across the sky that she dropped some of her jewelry at a certain place. That hmm. managed to do that. So that, And then monkeys were down below, and they found the jewelry, and this would eventually become a lead for the forensic team or whatever, you know, of Ram, you know, to trace out the the the, uh, the, 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 cr the criminal and so forth. And when Ram found the toenail, toe, toe ring of uh, Lakshman, had the, I think he got the, the toe ring and he gave it to Ram. And the implication was that he never looked beyond the toes of Sita. Uh, you know, he never had any sense of... It enjoying her 
this is again very reminiscent of, of, of Balaram, who danced with with the gopis to in, in so representatively of Krishna that his white complexion turned black, mm-hmm. and and never the thought of enjoying them himself entered his mind. He thought so much represented Krishna as he was charged to do, mm-hmm. bringing a message to them that Krishna actually became present in him to such an extent. So, again, we find this in the Lakshman. But at any rate, he had to deal with this, and then, and of course, he was pushed by Sita, and so he went to find Rama, and of course, Rama was saved, and that gave an opportunity for the Rakshasha Ravana to come as a Brahmin, as a sage, and and um, and uh, she listened to him and got close to him, for serving the sage, and was kidnapped, and and so on and so forth. This is a famous story, of course, that uh, that leads to the whole intrigue of 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 killing Robin and and capturing, kidnapped Sita. A story that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as I say, emphasizes, um, or Krishna emphasizes, Krishna's Kaviraj in his Chaitanya Charitamrita and his description of Chaitanya Lila, when Mahaprabhu, in his preaching exploits in South India, comes across a Brahmin, hmm, devotee of Ram. And um, he invited, this Brahmin invited Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with a wandering mendicant for lunch. So Chaitanya Dev came for lunch, and he's waiting and waiting and waiting, and where's the lunch? And he said, I can't cook. Sita's been kidnapped by Ram, by Ravan. And Mahaprabhu said, wow, this guy is lost in Ram Leela. That is incredible. He so much honored it. Everywhere he was converting people. Hmm. Even Ram Bhaktas to Krishna Bhakti. But when he saw the measure of his devotion, there's no question of changing him. He has a Stayibhav for Ram. Uh, he's, in, he's living in the Ram Leela. Hmm. So he went to gather his vegetables from the garden and thought he was in the forest cooking for Ram. And then he found out that in his meditation, he hit the point in the Leela that Ram Ravan is kidnapped. Um, Sita, how can I cook? Hmm? So Mahaprabhu tried to bring him down from his bhava hmm? uh, so that he could cook the lunch. <laughs> he was afraid if this guy does, I'll bring him down. He's not going to eat. Yeah? Then what will become of him? Uh, so he said, no, don't worry. Sita's not been kidnapped. It's not like that. He started to bring him from bhava to tattva. Hmm? From the feeling the illusory feeling that the Leela is about. There's an illusion, the Leela is an illusion, an illusion that gives Krishna pleasure, so it's the highest truth. Hmm? Uh, but there's no real kidnapping of Sita. Hmm? Ravan represents the material energy, an ugly form of it, can never touch the Sarup Shakti. Hmm? Maya can never cover the cover Bhakti, can never cover the Sarup Shakti. That's impossible. Sarup Shakti can not only dispel maya, but cover Krishna. Hmm? Overwhelm Krishna. Krishna is the Godhead, overwhelmed by his Swarup Shakti and at the beck and call, so to speak, of his devotee, hmm? who has that measure of prem. Again, he's the prem purushottam, or he's lila purushottam, I should say. Mahaprabhu is the prem purushottam, coming and teaching all these things and giving prem to the world. Hmm? So anyway, he, 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 he tried to speak philosophically hmm, 
it's not really that Radha's with somebody else, you know, even her husband is a manifestation of Krishna and, and so forth. This is all a drama. And, and similarly, the idea here, Sita's never captured by, by, by Ravan. That's not possible. So he was able to convince him on the grounds of tattva and bring him down hmm, so he could cook and have lunch and so forth. And then, of course, Chaitanya Dev went on in his travels and um, in one of the temples in South India, he found the Kurma Purana. And those days, the books were kept on the altar and um, there were, weren't printing presses, there weren't a lot of volumes. They had had been hand um, written out copies, so they were very rare. He found a copy and he was allowed to read the copy. And there he found evidence from the Kurma Purana that, that Ravana, from a philosophical point of view, Ravana captured a maya-sita, as the term is, a, 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 a manifest... See, the real sita became unmanifest, and she manifested a form mm, that Ram could appear to capture and so forth, mm, holding the philosophical point that maya can never overcome, the darkness can never cover the light, mm, something like that. Mm. Darkness is absence of light. So wherever there is light, there cannot be darkness. Wherever there is the Sarup Shakti manifest, Maya cannot have influence over that person. So he copied the pages from the Kurma Purana. And when he went back the same way, he ate lunch again with that Brahman. He said, here the Shastra is supporting my point here that uh, Sita cannot be kidnapped by... Uh, by Ravana. So the idea is if one takes to bhakti, they can, they will, they will surely be successful. Maya can never overcome them. Hmm? So uh, this is a beautiful story and in the story, of course, we find the plight of of Lakshman, um, uh, which is uh, uh, very touching and caused him, as the poet uh, Krishna's Kaviraj said to make a vow, I'll never become again another Leela, the younger brother. I can't tolerate that that position. This goes against my uh, my nature. Hmm? Um, so, uh, this way, the, the Ramayana is f- um, full of insights and um, and uh, we find the um, person of Ram the character of Ram, the Mariyata Purusha, to manifest to some extent, as I've said before, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. We're just coming to a section in Chaitanya Bhagavat now where uh, uh, the uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will, will reveal before Nityananda in the Vyasa Puja uh, uh, a six-arm form, his six-arm form. His two arms holding the Danda and the Kamandala, which is a foretelling that he would take sannyas. Hmm? Um, two arms holding the flute, two hands holding the flute, um, and two hands holding the bow and the arrow of Ram. Hmm? So all that is Ram, as the Mariyata Purushottam, is manifest in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his sannyas lila. Hmm? In his sannyas lila, he, is, he becomes the personification of Bhairagya and sannyas dharma to the extent, as I mentioned the other day, the elderly sannyasi roots of the figurative Chaitanya tree were trembling in his presence at the measure of his adherence to the sannyas vows. They felt that they were like 
bogus sannyasis by comparison. Uh, um, his renunciation was so uh, extreme and so strict in his, his adherence, he was. Um, and so we find this kind of dutiful ca- uh, character in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Very, and it has to be such. Um, if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was carrying on as a parakya lover, there would be no meaning to his mm-hmm. to his sannyas. We would not be able to, uh, even in one spot, white, one dark spot on a white cloth is said to be enough to dismiss it. And, and so it is with sannyas. So, so he um, was a very, very strict and um, on the one side. And then the other side we find, of course, not uh, we find Krishna, but we find the Prem more, the, 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 he's the, the Leela Purushottam Krishna. We find Rasaraj, but we find Rasaraj Krishna, of course, appears as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu because he's trying to taste Rasa in a way that he has not been able to. So, uh, trying to take the position of Radha, and we find this uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, we find both, and we f- and, and 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 because of that, because of the Mariyada Purusha side, if you will, the sannyas of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which is the form in which he instructed Rupa Goswami, the form in which he instructed Sanatana Goswami. He made his preaching conquests and so forth. All the teachings, systematic teachings of Gaudiya Vaishnavism are coming in this um, uh, sannyas lila. Hmm? Um, the teaching of Tasarva Bhoma Vatacharya, Prakasananda Saraswati, to Venkatabhata, and so forth. All these big, big people in the in the um, in the religious world at the time. So the sannyas lila is very instructive. It is the Leela that shows us the way to enter into the house of Srivas and at Kirtan and enter thereby into the Braj Leela. So it's very important to us and it stresses uh, very obviously, the f- it, it demonstrates a fact that that the Krishna Leela, which appears to be um, morally questionable and um, consists of affairs that one shouldn't be preoccupied with is only an appearance of such and in actuality is <coughs> otherworldly and extreme and pure to the to the nth degree because how can you be a perfect sannyasi and be meditating on love affairs of 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 of, of uh, uh, a playboy and his uh, and his uh, his playmates. Uh, this just doesn't match up. That's not possible. You, you, wherever your mind is, that's going to show up in your activities. So the fact that his sannyas was so perfect, hmm, yet his preoccupation was with the Krishna, Radha and Krishna Leela, speaks loudly to us as to the supra transcendental nature, the, the, the transcendental Cupid. Krishna is, and and the fact that the Gopi Lila, hmm, Radha Krishna Lila, the Rasa Lila, which is the the zenith, the climax of the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is the climax of all the sacred texts, is Kambijai. Hmm? It's called Kambijai. It's it's the Lila in which calm is is conquered over in a big way, Vijay. Jai means victory, Vijay, Kam Vijay, the complete and absolute uh, eradication of Kam, of 
of desire. Krishnendriya priti vancha is one thing. Kamendriya priti vancha is the opposite. They look similar, but they're very different. Love of the senses, desire for pleasing the senses, that is one thing. And the desire to please the senses of Krishna, Krishnendriya priti vancha, that is another thing. The difference between the dark night of the moon and the noon sun. Something like that. They're, they look similar, but they're very different. And they look similar for a reason, too, because that love is camouflaging itself to some extent. Making people pay very close attention to the Bhagavad and its underlying philosophy hmm? uh, in order to un- understand it. You have to get that kind of canvas in, in place. So to speak. So many people are coming, hearing the philosophy. I spend a lot of time speaking of philosophy. We find, after years, we find so many don't understand it. Hmm? Then they make some aparad. Hmm? Then they go away. Hmm? Hmm? So we should we should pay attention, attach ourselves to sadhu, learn learn the philosophy. Nasta prayeshu abhadreshu nityam bhagavata sevaya. Very close attention to the Bhagavad, then we can understand this Radha Krishna Leela, is about hmm, solving the biological death problem hmm, in a big way, in a huge way, because it gives such a life in comparison that the biological life looks like death. Hmm. The life in Krishna Leela makes the biological life itself, people are striving for, to look like death. Death and and, uh, and undesirable, hmm? so it solves the death problem in a huge way. But it takes a little bit. Pay close attention to understand. So how you pay close attention? Follow the sannyasa of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? And what did he say to Rupa Goswami? Oh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. What did he say to Sanatana Goswami? Oh, Brihat Bhagavatamrita and so forth. Coming out of coming out of this, these things. Oh, Hari Bhakti Vilas and. And so what did he say to Raghunath Das Goswami? What did he say to Vedanta lessons he gave to Prakashananda Saraswati? This is important for us. This is the head, the, the Vedanta, that our, uh, the heart of bhakti is uh, connected with. So we use this, is, this, is this, if we use this kind of Vedanta, that kind of head, it will, as I often say, soften the heart. Prem is about softening the heart. But it's a wise softening of the heart. Hmm? It's not just a softening of the heart, this just goes anywhere. It's able to take, it's become soft so it can take a meaningful shape hmm? and, uh, and, and give meaningful shape to the lives of others by good example, good instruction and so forth. So, hmm? so anyway, we find this uh, repeatedly, Nityananda Prabhu, I believe Morari, Gupta, Sarbhoma Bhattacharya, uh, at least them, they, they got the Sadbuj Darshan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They saw that, that Ram was there. You know, all, all, of, all of Ram, all that righteousness and dutifulness and statesmanship and, uh, uh, and proper behavior and so forth, all of that and with interest in the Krishna Leela. One time, and I'll conclude with this. I was walking with Prabhupada in the Vaikuntha Gardens in Vrindavan, owned by the Sri Rangaji Temple. They have big gardens there. And we were walking, and, and uh, as we 
walking through the garden, one man came walking towards us, stick a sadhu, and Prabhupada said, Hare Krishna, and he raised his stick and said, Hare Ram. And he kept walking, Prabhupada laughed and said, He will not chant Hare Krishna, he loves Ram. And so forth. And we were walking in, Prabhupada told a story uh, of how, he said, somewhere it is said in Rasalila, Ram makes an appearance there and offers jewelry to Radha, garland and so forth. And even Ram is worshipping this he told this story. I can't remember the details. And so we are all fascinated by that. And then we were coming back the other way, and the man's coming back the other way. And Prabhupada says, Hare Krishna. He says, Hare Ram. <laughs> Prabhupada laughs and uh, appreciated his his devotion while maintaining his own position. Krishna's too, Bhagavan Swayam, as Mahaprabhu Chaitanya Dev taught. And in that, of course, we honor all the manifestations of Krishna. Ramadi, Ramadi, when we say Krishna is the source of all avatars, hmm? we're interested in all the avatars too. Hmm? In, in terms of there being different faces of our, our Lord in relation to different devotees. So... In this way, we say a few words about Bhagwan Ram, Ram Nomi Kijai. Any question? Yes. Um, I'm a little confused by, in the beginning, you were talking about, you were telling the story about Miki. Um, and you're saying, like, from his meditation on the Ram, <coughs> that the Ram Yan came from that, in the name of Ram. Use the word imagination. Yeah, imagination in a mind that's 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 um, been um, overridden by bhava. Hmm? So when bhava takes over the mind of the devotee, the mind doesn't stop thinking. It starts thinking with bhakti vritti and all these things. It's a platform on which all these things manifest. It's not ordinary. Mundane imagination, like the um, like the Hobbit or something, you know. Um, hmm? It's realization that's coming yeah. from Krishna. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But the, the the point is that the imagination of Valmiki is a reality more than the reality of the world of the ordinary person's mind mm-hmm. and perception. Hmm? We think that's a myth, hmm? that you are the center and that the, the life is biological. And, well, that's a huge myth, a real fallacy. Hmm? So like, for example, one time, have you ever read Jivadharma? Jivadharma is a novel written by, of sorts, by Bhakti Vinod, and there are characters in the novel who are learning about Bhakti and so forth and so on. So one time, one of Prabhupada's disciples asked Sridhar Maharshi if the if the um, if it was all right to write a story with fictional characters to tell um, spiritual truths like Bhaktivinoda Thakur had done in Jivadharma. And Sridharmarsh answered that the characters in Jivadharma are more real than the than 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 the people of this world. Whatever is in the mind, the imagination of a pure devotee, that is a reality. They're existing there somewhere so
that's the idea. Yeah. Yes. Um, you mentioned that uh, Watchman had been banished. Also, there. Yeah. I I knew that Sita had been banished. Can you relate that story a little bit? Yeah, if I see if I can remember that, um, or how that happened. Um, Ram was uh, was speaking with death, and. Um, and they were having a private discussion, and Death told, I'm going to tell you things, if anybody comes in here and interrupts, you're going to have to kill him, something like that. And so while that was going on, I think Valmiki or somebody, some, some Rishi? Oh, Durvas, yeah. Durvas came to get the darshan of Ram and, and get his sadhu belly filled, and Lakshman told him, you can't go in now, you can't go in now. And he, and he said, look, you know, I want to go in. I'm here, I'm, I'm Durvas, I want to go in. And um, if you don't let me in, I want to, like, destroy the whole of Ayodhya or something like that. So Lakshman thought, well, better, than, better I die than all of the citizens of Ayodhya. So he went in and interrupted Ram. And Valmiki was dealt with, and then Death said, you got to kill him, you know. So how could Ram kill Lakshman. Hmm? Well, he decided that he would banish him from the kingdom, and that would be as good as death. He wouldn't have to physically, biologically, <laughs> of course, he's wrong, but to kill, uh, Lakshman to kill him. So Lakshman went and somewhere, Bank of a Sacred River or something, did meditation and and, and left the world. That's how, how Lakshman left the world. Hmm? It's a tough one, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're just telling it without all the details of how close they were, and when you get to that point in the Ramayana, it's just like, yeah, it'll tear you apart. Hmm. But that's what I was saying, it's more like reality, material world is full of full of disappointments, yes. I was wondering if you could tell me more about the significance of Ram's disappearance. Um... How did he disappear? Yeah. I can't remember. How did he disappear? He walks in um, the bar um, in Shatrugna. Well, he goes to, because time had come to him, he said, your time's up. And he um, said, yeah, I've been meditating on that. I knew you were going to come. So he goes to Vashishta Muni and gets permission to leave. And while he's with Vashishta Muni, like thousands of Iodian citizens come, you know, like, well, we have to go with you. You know, we're, we're so attached to you. So Vashishtamani said, yes, this is proper. So they all go to the river and they, they go to the confluence of the Sarayu and the Ganges. Mm. And they just walk out into the river and... They all went with them. Well, they did end happily then, <laughs> in that sense. Yeah. Krishna in that sense. Krishna took everybody back. He just went. Yeah. An amazing little story in, in the movie presentation of um, where Hanuman wants to show the world that Ram's name is more powerful than he is. Mm. And there's this king that wants, he's being threatened by other kings, and so Narada Muni comes. And he says, we'll go to Ram and uh, take shelter of him, befriend him. And then these other kings, when they know you're Ram's friend, they won't bother you. <clears throat> so um, 
It happens to be the same day that Vishwamrita Muni was going to visit Ram. And he doesn't know that Sita's been banished. And the whole family's like freaking out, like what's he gonna do when he finds out that Sita's not here? Because he got them together, Ram and Sita. Mm -hmm. So he goes and he finds out that Sita's not there and he's really upset and he said, I'm gonna think about this overnight and then I'll give you my decision in the morning. In the morning they have a big gathering at the palace and the Shishtamuni comes and he says, I'm proud of you, Ram, you did the right thing. Your duties as a king exceed mm -hmm. family responsibilities and you did the right thing. And right at that moment this other king comes in bearing gifts for Ram to befriend him and he doesn't see the Shishtamuni, so he doesn't acknowledge him. And he leaves and the Shishtamuni is and he starts yelling at Ram, and Ram's like, what did I do? He said, you didn't do anything, but you witnessed it. And um, Ram says, I don't. He said, this will be the end of um, religious behavior and uh, you know, acknowledging rishis and rulers and sages. And so Ram says, okay, I'll kill him within three days. And... Um, so Ram um, says, Hanuman, you come with me, and we're going to find the king. And uh, so Narimuni comes to the king and says, well, take shelter of Hanuman's mother. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to Hanuman's mother and makes her promise that she'll uh, do whatever he wants, but he won't tell her what it is at first. So finally she agrees, and he says, okay, you have to give me shelter from Ram. And she's like, what? I can't shelter you my son is his servant and um, the king's like well you've made this promise to me I'm a king you have to keep it and so then Anjana starts calling for Hanuman and, um, and Hanuman uh, he hears her in his heart and Ram also hears her and Ram tells Hanuman okay you go to your mother and you do whatever she says so Hanuman goes and she does the same thing to him, like, you have to promise me you're going to do whatever I say before I tell you what it is. <laughs> so then he finds out he has to protect this king that he's like looking for to kill. Mm. And um, so Hanuman's like, okay, well, I know that Ram really knows what's going on. So he, take, he tells the king, he says, you have to do whatever I say. So they go down to the river where Ram has a whole army along the Shirai River. And Hanuman apparently kills all the soldiers. And then um, he tells, and he knows Ram's coming, so he tells the king, go into the water and just chant Jai Shri Ram and don't stop whatever you do. Just chant Jai Shri Ram, Jai Shri Ram. So the king goes in and Ram comes and he's got his arrows and shoots the king, you know, shoots an arrow at the king and the arrow just goes away <laughs> and goes back to his quiver. Yeah. Shoots another one. And then on and says, I just wanted to show the world that your name is more powerful than you. Yeah. <laughs> Ram Nam Ki Jai. Yeah. You will. <laughs> so, okay, we'll stop there. Panchakalpaturugas chakrapasindu vedu. Itanam bhavik vedu.